to another episode of the Black Girl Fit Files. It is your girl, Delijah. What it do, you guys? What it do? Happy, happy Thursday. Happy June, almost July. I'm ready for New York City to open back up, but... We're, I think we're like starting phase one. I don't even know what's going on. I will say Governor Cuomo has done an amazing job of keeping our behinds in the house because New York is one of the few states that actually flattened the curve because the rest of the country just felt like they could do whatever the hell they wanted to do. But <laughs> uh, New York has done an awesome job. So I'm very proud of my city right now for flattening the curve, even with all of the protests and the Black Lives Matter movements and everything like that. We still managed to like keep it safe and keep it masked. Yeah, I know. Guys, I'm so sorry. I've been very, I can't even say busy. I've just been very pregnant and not motivated like at all to do podcast episodes not motivated at all to do anything actually let's keep it 100 okay so apologies for just being preggers um and actually I'm really excited about this episode we recorded this episode I want to say the beginning of May and I just, you know, life. Um, but it is with my dear friend, Tahira, who is a pole dancer. She's a personal trainer. She's an amazing pole dancer. And she is talking all about her postpartum pole dancing story, which is such a great story to listen to. She had a very, very rough pregnancy. And I had her on in the first season of the Fit Files last year. And she talked all about, you know, pole dancing while pregnant and the obstacles that she had to overcome and now baby is a year is he a year I think he's a year um and Tiago is a year old and she has been like getting herself back in the groove so it's a great episode if you're a mommy to be if you're expecting or if you're just trying to keep your fitness journey going while you are pregnant so listen up Hey, Tahira. What's up, friend? How are you? Hey, hey. I am good. I'm well. I am living. I'm still alive. (laughs) (laughs) That's always a good thing. How have you you been dealing with the quarantine times? Well, that's why why I'm like, I'm still living. That's a good thing. Um, You know, I was in New York to start, and then I um, drove down to my parents' house in Maryland, where I have a little bit more space which Tiago is loving. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I've, I've definitely been one of those that probably takes it a little more serious than others as far as like just never living, leaving the house. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, it's been, it's been all right. I'm, I'm okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So guys, Tahira was on last season, on our first season of, I said, I say our, like I have like a whole squad of people. It's just me. Um, <laughs> But Zahira was on episode, I don't even remember what episode, but the first season of The Fit Files, you are a pole dancer, a trainer, and you were pregnant at the time. I feel like you were like in your last trimester when we had the conversation. I I believe so. I can't yeah, really I remember, but I believe so, yeah. Yes. And now fast forward, we are here. How old is uh, Tiago now? Tiago is 10 and a half months. Whoa. 
okay, so super fast. I know. Yeah. Uh, and, I just, <laughs> and I just wanted to have you on because there's so many pole dancers that I see that went through pregnancy, and now there's so many pole dancers that are mommies, and you're a close friend of mine, and I just want to know how your journey has been physically, mentally, emotionally, just with everything, you know? So I kind of want to start from the beginning. Let's see how your birth was. Okay. Well, um, and even before the birth, I would just like to, if just in case you didn't listen to my first, just how much I did and did not work out. Yes, yes. <laughs> just to let's bring that up, because... I will say that I thought going into pregnancy that I was going to be doing all the things. My pregnancy said, that's a negative. <laughs> um, and you know, every pregnancy is different. So I will say in the beginning of my pregnancy, I was not working out at all. I was throwing up every single day. It felt like I had a flu and that went on for 10 weeks where I lost 10 pounds. My first, yeah, my in the first trimester into the second, I lost 10 pounds. Wow. And then, yeah, <laughs> nobody expected like, yeah, I was pregnant, I was losing weight. Um, so I didn't start, so, and I was supposed to teach, so I just moved to Maryland, I was supposed to teach pole, and I, they were like, oh, I said, hey, I'm pregnant, it's okay if I teach pole, and I was supposed to do that, but I just, I couldn't even watch, I'm a personal trainer, I couldn't even watch my clients do jumping jacks without having or needing to throw up um so pole was not in the cards but I was I did become active towards the end I was working out about twice a week and my labor was got scary towards the end because there were a few times where they thought that they needed to do an emergency induction because um I had really itchy hands and that's a sign of IPC. I believe I'm saying it right. Or it could be ICP. ICP. Really? I don't remember what Wait. I don't remember what it stands for. Throughout the pregnancy or once you went into labor? Towards the end. No, towards the end of my like in the third trimester, I started getting really itchy hands. I can't even remember the name of it. But that means that your bile levels are high and that increases the chance of a stillborn birth in your last trimester. Um wow. Yeah, so what happened is that I ended up getting a test for it twice. The thing is, when you get a test, it's a specialized test that most hospitals or most places don't do in-house, so they have to send it out to, like, Quest, and it takes, like, seven days to come back. But the thing is, your levels can go up and down. So they just kept bringing me in. So when I first had that, they tested me, and they were like, well, let's, they were like, let's just monitor you. I can't remember what week I was in, maybe 36. Seven. Wow. Like, let's just monitor you. I was still having the itchy hand. They were like, let's test again. But then they were like, we're going to send you. Because I was seeing midwives. I, I, I wasn't seeing a doctor. I was only seeing, seeing midwives as well. Okay. Um, so then the midwives were like, you know, they had to send me elsewhere also to get the test. And they were like, well, we're going to send you to your doctor. And then, then they thought I was going to get induced. But then, you know, as a collective, they were like, no, let's just, she's, at that point, they were like, because like I said, it takes seven days to the test to come back. So at that point, I was like at week 38 or week 39 by the time I got the second test back. Um, so that was crazy times for me right there. And then when I went for one of my last ones, I also, my fluid levels were low. 
I know I'm talking a lot about I don't know no but that's Anywho, no, but that's that's a big thing that yeah. plays a lot even even yeah. if you are like hydrated your fluid levels can still drop and that means the amniotic right so too. when that happened they were like so when the radiologist was looking at that they were like we're gonna send you upstairs and I, and they were like right now to go see your doctor to go see a doctor and I was like okay and then they're like the nurse comes in she's like has a doctor come and talk to you and I think the doctor was a little pissed off at me because I started with the doctor but then I went to midwives even though the midwives and the doctors are all under the same insurance like they work they're supposed to work together but I think my doctor was still like she got a little offended but whatever so she never came and talked to me. I had, because the nurse was like, I don't want to have to tell you this. And I was like, well, what is she about to tell me? Because at this point, I didn't know. I just went to see, I went to get a scan. And the nurse is like, oh, the doctor hasn't told you. I'm not going to tell you this. I'm going to have to let the doctor tell you. And I don't know what's going on. So can you imagine what's going through my head at this point? Like, oh my God. I always hear these crazy birth stories. This is insane. So I have no idea. I'm like, try not to freak out. Because I'm like, I don't know what's going on. The nurse won't tell me. The doctor's not coming in and tell me anything. I'm just sitting waiting. Like So eventually the nurse comes back and she's like, first, we were going to have to induce you, but we had a, someone take a second look at your, um, your scan. And what we're going to recommend is that you just drink a lot more water. Now, mind you, I love water. I already drink a lot of water. Um, so they were like, let's just monitor you some more. I and mean, we're going to have you come back tomorrow drink a lot of water and see what happens. So I just started guzzling even more water and I was able to bring my fluid levels up a little bit. Uh, they were like, all right, so we're just going to wait. And I was going to see the midwives more often, but they were like, you know what? Let's induce you. They decided to, my, I was due the 11th. They were like, let's induce you on the 9th. They were like, just with this ICP thing, your levels, let's, they were like, let's just, let's just get them out of there. So I was like, all right, well, we can do that. Because even though I was seeing midwives, the midwives, like I said, they work with a hospital. So I was still delivering in a hospital. So I wasn't working with midwives at home. I was just uh, still at a hospital, but no doctor, just midwives. So, so when did um, he actually, when did you actually like start dilating and all of so, that? <laughs> so, yeah. So they induced me on the ninth, which is the most painful thing ever. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do drug free. I mean, but, you know, actually they had to give me drugs to induce you. But the thing is when they induce you, you're having contractions like you're like towards the end of your labor, but you're in the beginning of your labor. So some people start labor at home and it's painful, then it's cool, then it's painful, then it's cool. Like I was having contractions as if this was the end and it's about to happen, but I hadn't even started dilating yet. Cause they're inducing. <laughs> so after about three hours I was like give me some drugs <laughs> I'm sure you were <laughs> because it was coming like every five minutes I was like in pain and usually you start off with like you have a contraction you know you might even have it every 20 minutes every 30 minutes but, but now nah, I started off like in the beginning it was like coming every five minutes so they gave me some anesthesia but I mean epidural and it didn't work <laughs> I was like uh, I was like a pain I'm like I'm still feeling this and they're like and and I'm moving I'm moving around they're like you're not you're not you shouldn't be able to move your limbs and I'm like 
yeah, it's not working. So they had to take the needle out and try again. So they do that after hours, because they were like, oh, maybe give some time. And they're like shifting my body, having me turn. And and I'm like, nah, like, and I'm, and you know, at this point, I don't know how many, because my, my entire labor was 27 hours. 27 hours of intense labor. Not like 27 hours you have labor at home and it's coming every, no, this was like 27 hours if I thought I was about to die. God. So they, they take it out, they put it back in and it's still like, I can move one of my, only thing that went numb was my left leg. Other than that, I felt everything else. Um, and they were like, you know, we could take it out and put it back in, but you could just be one of those people that, you know, it just does not work for you. I still had a very painful labor. <laughs> so you did seven hours. You ended up doing vaginal birth though. But it was a vaginal birth, um, no tears. I would do want to put, point that out. There was no tears um, because that's some of the healing process. But I um, thankfully um, did not rip anything down there. Um, so yeah, because I want to point that out because some people, you know, I didn't have to deal with the healing from that. So no right. tears. He came out. And he came out, like, I pushed for maybe about five minutes. That, that part was actually quick. But let me tell you, when you don't have an epidural, it's like your vajayjay is about to rip in half. They call it the ring of fire, right? <laughs> yes, like, they're like, they're, at one point, they're like, push. And I'm like, I can't. I don't want to. Like, I, I, did, I just did not. They were like, but then it's, it's well, it's, you want to push because you just want it to be over with, but you don't want to push because you feel it. But then she was also, my midwife was having me slow down and push because she wanted it to stretch. So she was like, well, I don't want you to push too hard, but I want you to push, breathe, push, breathe so that we can stretch you out a little bit and you don't tear and push him out. And he was a big baby. He was eight pounds. I mean, he wasn't large. But he wasn't small. He was eight pounds, six ounces. That's a big baby to push out of your vagina. <laughs> Oh my God. After your birth, which is amazing that you didn't have any tears, how was your actual recovery? I know they say like, you know, six weeks is the the minimum amount of time that you need for your recovery. Did you feel after six weeks that you were ready to go? So I thought I was going to be ready, right? So I'm like, okay, it's been six weeks. I'm going to start light. Um, so I started off with and actually it wasn't it wasn't even complete well it was kind of a it was like five weeks and five days I was like let me do a light workout so I did a light workout and like I said it was really light and I was like all right that's cool and then exactly at six weeks I was like I'm gonna go for a little jog <laughs> what I called it a, I call I called it a jog let me tell you it was like I yeah, there was people that were walking and that were like passing me but I was kind of like doing a little walk with a little a little hop in it you know it was just like a little it was ridiculous so I, cause I went to the track I walked to the track I did maybe I did I, I wanted to do a mile I might have yeah I think I did a mile but it was just like the slowest mile but I had so much bounce because I was like telling myself I was jogging <laughs> You imagine like I wasn't going forward. I was just going up and up. And up. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Because I think what people forget or not forget, but don't take into account is that it's not just those six weeks that you haven't been moving for the past, you know, the, that last yeah. trimester, you're not really 
doing full out workouts and right, you know right. all of that well I mean a lot of people right. are but um and and I think that it's like actually no it's not six weeks it's been a good three yeah. four five months that your body yeah. hasn't been active yeah, yeah. and not only that because let me see when was the last time I jogged I want to say I was like maybe because I was jogging I probably stopped around third I mean I I keep on saying jogging I was like fast walking I mean I tried to tell myself I was jogging when I was pregnant but it was just really kind of like a bouncy walk um it was probably around 30 um but the other thing when you try to go back your body is so different it's not the same body um so your body produces produces relaxing right loosen all your ligaments and joints so you can actually push that baby out it took me a long time I don't even know how many weeks I would say if I had to guess maybe 10 or 11 weeks to even walk correctly because I just felt like my hips were just so unstable like when I would take him outside I would like lean on his stroller because oh my god it just my I I couldn't I just my body like me walking just felt so awkward it just, I was like, I can't do this. I need, I need assistance just walking, even though, and like I said, I didn't rip, tear. I didn't have a C-section, like just a vaginal birth. And I felt like the instability in my hips was, was so bad. It just took forever for that part for me to gain that stability again. And what did you do to get that back? Did you do Pilates or was it just time? I, so I am pre and postnatal certified, so I, di- I did know exercises to do, and it's a lot of, you know, stuff for your adductors, your piriformis, like just muscles around your hips and, you know, just to strengthen those. Um, so I was just basically strengthening those supporting muscles that support my pelvis region mm. so that <laughs> they can function. Cr- and then not even just like the instability is just when you're pregnant, certain muscles just shut off because they're like, your body shape changes and your muscles. Oh, let me tell you. Oh my gosh. When I saw my ass after pregnancy, it was so disappointing (laughs) because my ass just like, I guess I just stopped. It just wasn't working because I guess you do so much of that forward tilt. Your stomach so help that my ass just wasn't working and it just got really, <laughs> I was like, oh, what is that? Is that my ass? Is that real? Yeah. Did it get like, was it, it I mean, your butt's not flat. You, you know, to hear you, you've no, been, it, you're very I have, I have, I have a tiny, I have, I don't have a bit, I'm, I'm definitely part of the, um, small booty matters like little booties matter a little yeah there you go little booties matter crew i'm definitely part of that crew um now imagine having a little booty and then all of a sudden it like starts to droop down (laughs) i don't know it's just like i the only reason i even have some what something of a butt is because there's muscle there right um because i work on it because I have no butt so I have to really add muscle to for me to have a butt and that muscle disappeared <laughs> Got it. and so because it just wasn't it just my butt just wasn't was no longer 
activating. So there was also a lot of activation, like getting my body to work properly again. Like, cause you don't, I definitely would say you don't want to just jump back into like working out how you're working out before because your body's going to compensate or it's not going to work functionally because it's going to work in the way it was working when you were pregnant, which is not correct. <laughs> it, it, it worked because you had a big belly and you had to balance that out and, you know, but right. it, it's been, it, it was doing it for so long that, you know, it, it didn't know how to work correctly once. Gotcha. Got it. Got it. So when did you start back to pole dancing? Because you did regular workouts for a while. When were you like, right. all right, my hands are soft. I need to get some calluses. Right. So what am I, gonna do? I, I think that's when, when I like around the same time, I felt like my hips were coming back together, even though they weren't completely back. Um, and I felt that because when I went to class and I tried to do a print stand and I was just, I couldn't even squeeze my, my, like my adductors, like the muscles to squeeze the legs together. They were not functioning. Like I tried to do a print stand and it was just like, it was so painful. Like wow. I've, it was the most painful thing to try to adduct. <laughs> it was just like, oh nah. And how many weeks uh, postpartum were you? That was at 11, and, and, and that was 11, that was 11 weeks. I started up again at 11 weeks. And um, you know how your body thinks you can still do the things that it used to do and you go to do it. <laughs> like I went to do an invert and I no joke, my legs went up and they started shaking like, like trying to get up. They were like, <laughs> they were like, no, we can't invert. I couldn't invert. Took me a while to get my invert back, and then wow, it's yeah, so eleven weeks. So was scary. It's so scary yeah. because you and I and I'll get into the mental, you know, how this mentally impacted you. But as pole dancers and as any kind of athlete, you're so strong and you're so used to what your body can do for you, and you're so used to it, firing yeah. and firing. And when you tell it to do something, it can do it. And you're used to the training and the teaching and and the endurance of everything. And then this little being just grows and grows and takes over your body. <laughs> and, and now it's a matter of you yeah. to put it back together, but put it back together differently because it will never be the, what it was, but it's just how oh, to no. yeah. mentally tell yourself that because I know, you know, a lot of people go into postpartum, which is our postpartum depression, which is nothing that you can help, but mm -hmm. how did you not get depressed or beat yourself up about your body? I did a lot of, I, well, you know, I did a lot of beating myself up. Um, my partner was a big help with getting me to like, you know, remind me like, Hey, you know what you just did? Give yourself time. It will come. Like he had to keep reminding me that it's okay. Cause I would try to do something, get so frustrated because I couldn't do that anymore. And I just felt like, Oh, I'm never going to get back there. You mm -hmm. know? And he was like, you know, calm down, give yourself time. You just like, look, look at what you have right now. Look at what your body just did. He was always like, you just made a miracle. Like creating a child is a miracle. Like you just gave birth to like, this is a big deal. What you just did. Right. And you should give your body credit for being able to do that. He would always remind me. So having that partner to remind me was very helpful. Wow. So just the support. 
Yeah. So I also felt what's also hard is every, everybody's different. Every pregnancy is different. And see some people who gave birth and they're like bouncing back and doing things. And you're like, right. Why can't I? Cause you, you do see that. Um, and some of it, you know, maybe I'm just saying this to make myself better, but I do some think, think some of it is age. I am 39. And I know for me, like my recovery from just, let's say just working out, like if I had to recover at 25 or my recovery at 30 or whatever is a lot different than my recovery now. And this is no different. Like my body takes longer to recover, you know? Yeah. If I gave birth, if I was in my twenties or even in my early thirties, you know, my body just was able to recover a lot faster than it can now. Um, I mean, I like to think that that's some of it, or maybe it's just, I don't know, but I think that also has a lot to do with it. So do you think that you, as, as far as, I'm going to ask two different questions. As far as your level of just Mm -hmm. regular workouts, do you think that you in 10 months are back? And as far as pole dancing, where do you think you are um, as well? I do. What am I back? I'm not 100% back, but my body feels like if I were to train the way I trained pre-pregnancy, I could definitely be there. But now that I have a child, I definitely don't train as much as I did before because there's just that time. I just don't have the time to do it anymore. Right. But I do feel like I am physically capable of getting there if, if I chose to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do feel like I am, I can get there, um, at this point, you know, like I said, it, if, like I said, if you had asked me at 11, I, w- I would have thought I would have never been where I am now, but, um, gotcha. Yeah. So now I feel like I could get there. And as far as polling, um, yeah, cause there's definitely things, oh, th- and there's the whole thing of like not polling for. I would say I probably didn't touch a pole for like a year. My skin, just my hands. I was like, I got, I don't have any more calluses on my hands. I ain't got no, I had to work on like just a pole sit because my inner thighs were burning. My hands oh my were burning. God, that is so forget scary. about anything where I have to grip with the elbow. Like forget the elbow. That was the worst thing. I was like, I don't think I'm going to even go back to elbow. Do I really need to do any type of elbow grip, anything? Because it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Oh like, my god! No joke. Like I don't even remember my hands hurting, but I can't. For me to rip a pole, it hurts my hands now. Like that happened. I thought it was just my inner thighs, but yeah, it's it's a that's a whole thing too. Now that I'm back on like not touching a pole because of this uh, coronavirus, <laughs> that doesn't help it either. But that's a whole other story. I could get to where I was before if I had the time, but I, I, I times time my free time has changed (laughs) absolutely absolutely so what would you say to any moms right now pole dancer not pole dancer but mostly these pole dancing women who are so strong and brave and courageous and I absolutely love it that are pregnant that are about to give birth that have given birth and they're trying to find their way what would you say um don't rush it and do your own journey like do not look at another mom polar's journey like have your own journey listen to your body um because i think when you start looking at other people and you're trying to say well she was doing this by then or she was doing that by the like you may try to rush it or you have to listen to your body every 
everybody's different. Right. Everybody's journey is going to be different. So really um, listen to your body. Because um, if you do rush, you're going to end up just injuring yourself. And then, right. you know, so take your time. Don't, don't beat yourself up. It, it, it will come back. I can't say when, <laughs> but it will come back. <laughs> It's so true. And it's, it's, it's really crazy. Like every, every pole, and I've seen so many because now there, if there's like something in the water, like every pole dancer yeah. is pregnant, some, everybody's giving birth. Like everybody is out here just like, and I'm having a baby. Um, right. and, you know, seeing everyone's journey of people that are like completely stopped polling people that are still doing it. People that are like pregnant until they go into labor Right. I mean, they're pulling until they pulling, go into labor. Right. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I, I love and appreciate every single one of them because it takes so much courage to, number one, to pull and then to do it and do it publicly when you're pregnant is, is such an inspiring yeah. thing to see. And I absolutely am so here for it. So what do you think is like next for you? I mean, wait, first of all, uh-huh. I forgot to talk about this. You performed like seven months postpartum yeah well actually so here's a secret that i never told anybody i performed four months postpartum um but i didn't really i i didn't tell anybody i was performing because uh, yeah (laughs) because i was i didn't want anybody to come see me i was like I don't know if I want people to know that I'm performing, which, you know, the organizer probably didn't like that, but it was what you got to (laughs) do. Right. So it was, it was a Carmine show and, you know, she was pregnant at the time and she was like, Oh, don't worry about it. My show is not about tricks. You can just, and I was four months at four months. You're still very attached to your child because they're still breastfeeding a lot. So one finding time to even work on anything was difficult. Um, Cause you'd come to the studio. I mean, I still, that's, that's still hard. So, I mean, the pole was, was, was a prop. I didn't even, I don't think I, I climbed. I didn't even climb. I just danced around the pole. Mm. Um, of course I left and I felt very unhappy with my performance because I didn't feel like I performed at a level that I wanted to. Cause I didn't put in much, much time into being ready. I still felt very uncomfortable with my body. And it was, I felt very defeated. So I haven't really talked about that performance. I even like, I was apologizing. I was like, Carmine, I'm sorry. I just, and you know, people tell you, oh, that was a great performance. But in my heart and soul and body, I just felt like that. Why did I, why did I do that? I just wasn't ready. Did you just feel like weak or was it just? Yeah, I I felt, I felt weak. I don't like at that, at four months, you know, I was still, I was, yeah, yeah, I was still, I yeah. I mean, I was four months. Like, I wasn't in the studio a lot. It wasn't like I'm. I have a kid. I'm still tired because I'm not sleeping through the night. Like, I, I don't know why. But I was so eager to get back to my previous self. Like, I was like, if I do a show, that would motivate me. I was using because that's what I use show, shows for. Shows performing motivates me to. It gives me my motivation to train um, because I would probably would not train. I need a reason and and performing is that reason. Right. So I was like, oh, this is going to get my ass in gear. And yeah, that didn't happen. So I was asked to do stick it in January and I was like, all right. 
but I didn't do that one. I was like, yes, I'm going to do January. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, I went to the studio to practice like three times. And I was like, nah, I, I can't. Can I do, can I do another month? I was like, nah, I, I don't have it. So I think I agreed to it in December. In December, I said I'd do January. And then I was like, oh, hell no. I am, I'm not going to be ready in a month. There's no way. So she was like, well, maybe you want to do February. And I was like, you know what? If I tell myself February, that's two months for me to get ready. So I was like, all right, I'll do February. That gave me the motivation to really do the thing. Cause you know, I, I had to stop. Cause as a trainer, I, you know, when you talk to your clients, you try, when they try to, when they give you excuses of why they can't train, you know, you always have the comeback for them. Right. So and I had to, to, to motivate them. So you had to motivate yeah, yourself. <laughs> I had to motivate myself. So, you know, I had to stop using, I wanted to stop using Tiago as my excuse. You know, I was like, no, I have a show. I'm going to make this shit happen. Like, I can't keep saying, oh, because I have Tiago, can't do it. You know, and thankfully, Incredipole, where I was teaching, because I, I was just teaching intro pole there right. at the time. They're, you know, they were like, you can bring your child with you. So it was like, there was really no excuse. Like, I can bring Tiago. I can, he can be there. He can do his thing. I can practice and prepare. So, so yeah. So once I did that, so once, so I would say December is when I really started training and I was like, all right, get this together and I'm going to do this. So yeah. And then I made it happen. And then I performed. It was crazy. And you did it. And you looked amazing. And I did it. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, of course. You know, I'm I'm like, I'm, I'm so proud of you again. I'm just going to keep saying that because you are so strong and he is so stinking cute by the way it's so active <laughs> and i love you guys' videos when you work out together it's like the best <laughs> but, <laughs> but to the mommies out there or the soon-to-be mommies out there mm-hmm. what is your get em goal for the listeners and if you guys don't know a get em goal is a goal that the guests on the show gives you all to follow for the week and hopefully that get em goal turns into a lifestyle goal and you follow the get em goal for the rest of your life so what is your and this is specifically to the moms to mamas and mamas to be what's your get em goal for them okay first of all Delaja, you threw me off because i was prepared prepared for a get em goal just for a general but then you want to throw it i was like okay i'll be ready this time i'm gonna have a get em goal but then you went and throw it i have to do it to the mamas like you can't do that okay okay fine okay fine no um, no, no i will no i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it okay 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 <laughs> Okay, here's one. Every day, tell tell yourself or remind yourself how strong your body is and how powerful your body is and how and the the shit that your body can do that no man can do. Okay, no man is doing what your body is doing right now. And the fact that it can do it, give your body like a round of applause, a clap, and be like, "Yes, this body is the shit." <laughs> that's that's a perfect get goal. <laughs> yeah. Every day, tell your tell your body that it is doing the thing. Yeah, it is. It is creating the miracle of life. It's so nuts to be like, I created eyeballs and right, you know, spleen and a heart and your skin and your kidneys. I I like did all of this. It's yeah, (laughs) it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, Uh, it's 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 amazing. 
Yes. Oh my God. So here, thank you so much. I'm so glad I had you on for part two. I was legit thinking like, Yay. I was like, I feel like we didn't get to finish because we got to do the part two of right. postpartum pole dancing. Yeah. <laughs> postpartum yeah. pole. Um, so can you tell everyone where they can find you on all of the social medias? Yes. Um, I actually have two IG accounts. Um, I have Lift and Pole, which is L-I-F-T-N-P-O-L-E, which is mostly just pole, and sometimes I throw lift stuff in there. But um, if you're curious about my fitness journey with pregnancy and post-pregnancy, I have another account, which is Fit, period, Mom, period, Life, and then the number one. So Fit Mom Life, yes. number one. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God, Tahira. Thank you so much. After the quarantine, we'll have to like go for walks in the park yes. and go to Piago with us and do all the yes. things. Because I like, I'm starting, all those. I'm starting to miss my friends. I'm, I'm you know. Cool. I know, I know. <laughs> I miss everybody. All right, girl. Well, it's until crazy. next time, you guys, be courageous, be sexy, be strong. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.